1: Miami, 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 it feels like Miami. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Carla Navis. And with me today, we have our statistician and retired photoshopper at this point, Christian Hernandez. And I'm very happy in retirement. How are we doing? We're doing great. We, it's a beautiful Monday morning. We have brass, jazz, and chat. We have Moose on the show. What's up, Moose?
2: What's going on, people?
1: It's been a minute dog. How you doing?
2: It's been a while. Good to be back. I'm trying to get these uh preseason reps in in anticipation of the season. So I'm happy to be on with everyone.
1: Oh, lots to talk about. And if if you're on twitch.tv slash Miami Heatbeat, you might see a, a familiar face to my left. Miami Heatbeat alum, co host of Five on the Floor, Lefty Laf. Saucy Nuggets insider. What is up, dog? How are you doing? Heat beat Lifer. I heat thought that that's lifer. what you were gonna yeah. leave. Oh, he right beat Lifer. No, I yeah, like right. that. No, he
3: beat heat beat be, be Lifer, dude. No. And 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 Moose talking I mean, about getting reps. Who gets that hashtag,
4: it's, it's heat
3: life. Moose talking about getting reps. Just come over to Five on the Floor. We got a lot of reps. We got reps all summer. Reps. We haven't stopped going.
4: Just over and over.
3: Yeah. We're, we're on some Jimmy Butler 4am stuff over there. You can scout us working. Yeah, I'm happy it. to be on this program. Uh, it has been a weird ass summer. So who better to talk about this weird ass summer than y'all? My uh, original uh, OG crew um, on the podcast uh, side of things. So I'm happy to be here for sure, yo. And today is a
1: special day and, and chat, by the way, we appreciate you for stopping in YouTube audience. We appreciate you for watching. Uh, and if you're if you're listening on the pod or on YouTube, make sure to tune in on twitch.tv slash Miami Heapy to, to join in on the fun live. Chat's always popping. Uh Leif, today's a today's a special day because UD announced yesterday at his camp that he was coming back, which you know, the fact that he made it an event made me feel like it was gonna be like, you know, something something important. And, you know, I, I can't think of anybody I would have wanted to talk to more today, considering how um how it, not fun the timeline was yesterday. It, it was it was very strange. It was like we we'll talk about that divide later. But I want to talk about UD coming back. He announced he's returning for one final season. So basement, uh the the, the boardroom. I'm sorry, Freudian slip there. The the boardroom. Wow. the boardroom.
2: It's okay, it's preseason. Preseason for
4: everybody. <laughs> the boardroom. You need reps. I need reps. <laughs> Boardroom, keep going, keep going. The boardroom, uh Kevin
1: Durant's <laughs> platform. We'll play that audio for you later. Uh, Ud said he's training for one fight. <laughs> he said, "Leif, how does that make you feel as as he, life or dog? As you you were going to the Miami Arena watching Cley and Glenn Rice, like you've been, Damn,
2: you've
3: you, you nobody me old, bro." Yeah. yeah well, uh, nobody, but nobody. You're right. Right. Yeah, you're all no,
2: you to, to, to a killer start. start. You let the song. Saying, you
3: don't got to wind up with the patronizing. Gee, it's me, dude. I don't it's do late. It's for the audience. Um, no, so I'm it's with it's pageantry. I'm totally it's pageantry. I'm joking. Um, I'm happy he's back, but truthfully, it's not really that big of a deal. Like from a basketball perspective, I had heard earlier in the week that he was leaning in the other direction. Um, that he was actually kind of, wow. uh. I thought he was going to retire, frankly, based on the information I got. As y'all could tell, yeah. all the information I get is not 100% accurate, as I've always led but led with the chin and said. Um, and I was happy he's going to be back. Um, 20 seasons It's what he talked about with his dad. I feel that that is a cool um, way to go out. He should go out on his terms. Ethan did a great job of kind of chronologically going through all the things UD has done for the organization on Five on the Floor. Shameless plug. And then um, – You know, so for me, it's cool as hell. I'm happy he's back. It's Udonis Haslam. He's one of my favorite players ever. All that good stuff. He's actually also been one of the coolest dudes in the locker room to ever speak to. Like of everyone that I've gone up to and and engaged with, he's always willing to take a question. So super humble in that way. But like, yo, we still got a hole in the front court and who's the fit next to bam. So I got other questions that we could get to later. Cause like truthfully, this is only going to pacify us for so long. So I'm happy he's back. Great. Like he can help control the locker room and all that good stuff. We know what he means. All the people around the organization want him there. So who are we to question it? But I got questions about the other places in the front court. <laughs> we got, we have a lot to talk about Moose. <laughs> Uh, you know, Leif brought up a great point.
1: A his Udonis late father. That was a promise that that they made. Udonis' father recently passed. And yes, I think that that's an aspect of this. Uh, Tim Reynolds reported that, and I think that's an aspect of this that we that a lot of people aren't talking about. Like just kind of that Huge that aspect. Of yeah. It. And uh, I mean, yeah.
2: listen, I'm. I'm coming in super excited because, first of all, I- I'm shocked that Leif thought that he was actually going to retire. I thought there was no way he was going to invite a bunch of kids to his camps, make them run a shit ton of shuttles, and be like, all right, I'm calling it quits. <laughs> Listen, I'm That's the keeper smart. of the culture, but I'm tired. Like, he deserves his rest. But we all knew that 20 was a big number for him. Like, I didn't know that it was a promise to his dad, but he's been mentioning year 20 for a number of years now as his ultimate goal uh keep in mind the list of players that have made it to 20 years in the nba let alone with a single team it's a handful of guys that's a, that's a three special yeah that's that's incredibly rare and special and something to be celebrated he is the keeper of the culture no disrespect to zoe and wade and any of the other guys who all contributed but the guy that laid the bricks in the foundation of it is Udonis Haslam. He helped build the house. He's allowed to live in it until the day he decides he's ready to get up and leave. And if that's after year 20, I salute him and I thank him for everything. I'm going to love giving him his flowers this last year. So, As a fan, I'm all for it. So
1: year so 20, I, I believe the list is Dirk, Kobe, and, and Tim Duncan, correct?
4: <laughs> uh-uh.
3: No. Twenty seasons. I think it's only Dirk, and, Kobe, D. And Kobe? And I and don't UD. think Tim Duncan Did made Did Timmy not make I, it?
2: I thought it. I thought it was Timmy. Timmy might not have made it. it Timmy.
1: I've seen Timmy. the graphic Timmy. of of the three, but I okay. Then yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's Kobe. Yeah, it is, it is. It's Kobe, Dirk, and and now Udonis Haslam. Um, there you go. You know, yet yeah, it's, it's that's special. Um, before we get to Christian, so we have the audio of uh, of Ud on the boardroom, uh, Kevin Durant's platform. I'm sure Tim. we're gonna get into the uh, ah. you know, the uh implications <laughs> of that in a second but we got we got some audio to play here so let's uh let's check out what what UD had to say
0: being considered the originator of heat culture just means that I'm the bearer of I carry it I mean I, that means a lot to me because that can't just be passed on to anybody you know what I'm saying there is a culture here and we ain't for everybody you know what I'm saying and I think when people look at the culture of the Miami heat and they understand you know, how hard it is to be here and how disciplined you have to be. You look at our roster of guys and you see seven, eight undrafted guys. You see guys that had to get out of the mud. And they look at obviously the superstars. There's a shitload of talent in this fucking league. You can't deny that. But that's not what's gonna get you to the championship. It's gonna be the other guys. The other guys are just as important. I think people don't understand that. So, you know, I think we value those other guys here. You know what I'm saying? You come in here, you put the work in and you'll get a fair shot. You know what I'm saying? And once you get a fair shot, you know, you fall in line and you get in the rotation and everybody eat here.
1: I like the, I like the. Ah!
4: Culture! <laughs> the boardroom production.
1: A little sound effects. I this also
4: is... love that he, he basically dressed culture as a very not subtle way of saying, uh, this isn't a place where a stars are going to come and do whatever the fuck they want. Which Precisely. Which, not all stars
2: want that, you
1: know. Some stars have left because of that. Uh, very famously lebron and you know
2: but stars will also respect it because he's in the locker room enforcing that I not think, everybody can set that standard and make other guys fall in line that's what makes ud different
1: christian what's your take on the whole thing because i know that maybe you're not as aligned with us but i know that at heart you're a fan and you know you've been a season ticket holder for a long time so where where do you stand
3: i, I actually don't what do know you what do you mean by not aligned Clarifying. like with us like we're like well, we're talking like,
4: about how me and Nakai have been basically trashing this general idea Nakai is like, fucking dead to me let me point. tell you something but, but, you know it's Nakai who gets all the fame for it but I've been trashing it just <laughs> I don't know, just you really have me, yeah it's pretty great but, uh, but honestly at, at this point though now especially since it's like It's been such a repeated topic at this point. We do this every year now. And to the point where now the organization, to the point that now even SPO is coming out and kind of like elaborating on like what it really means to have him as a player and not necessarily a coach. Because we always knew that, you know, yeah, you could just retire and then you'd be a coach. You're (laughs) not going anywhere. You're literally still on the bench. Like, you know, not a lot changes, but apparently there is a fundamental difference to being one of the 15, being there for practice every day, being involved, you know, checking you when you're trying to drive to the rim, like being a presence, you know, beyond just being, you know, a mouthpiece. And that's not saying coaches are just mouthpieces, but the way that they impact is verbally usually. Sure, they'll get in there and they'll, you know, they get into practice sessions and stuff like that, I'm sure, but it's really more them reinforcing a strategy or a set of you know skills. Um so i i i'm starting to see more now why they value it and at the same time i don't know how you can question it from the outside when the heat do have such a unique culture i mean i get that at this point it's almost like a marketing slogan but it's real and it's something that every player that goes there talks about and that's something that can't be overlooked and udonis is the torch carrier i like how alex said that he literally built you know, I guess the FTX, now I still call it the AAA. Uh, the AAA was built in 1998, so unless he was literally like there building it before he went to college. I think he, he was. College
3: I believe it. He might have been. Might have I
4: think been. it was I a UFO. So it's like, I don't know if he physically built it, but spiritually, he built a shit out of that place.
1: Leif, we talk about like the barriers and, and actually we talked about this you know, when, when you were on our show and in particular about Justice and Dwayne and how we looked at justice as like this culture bridge, right? Because Dwayne Dwayne was on the way out and we looked at it like, okay, like, you know, justice is going to be the guy who, who's going to like carry the torch and justice even talked about that. And obviously that, that never happened. And then now we have Jimmy Butler and Udonis is still here. And it's like, now I think a lot of that falls on Bam. And Bam has recently said, I want to be here for the rest of my career. You know, a lot of guys say that, but I do think he means it. I do think this organization is for him. I think it's not insignificant that when they had they were they were in the cap space game for Giannis and Bam said, I want my extension now because all my other peers are getting their extension. And I think after their fuck up with Dwayne back when, they just gave they signed any papers they had to and they made their guy happy. And they said, Fuck the flexibility, we gotta keep these guys in-house. So like kind of, you know, Spo values it. Spo has said, you know. A guy in a suit. Once you put on the suit, it's different than when you're in uniform. And I think, as I think, Leif, I, I, I think Christian said it best. But like, they, we can't question that from the outside. And then, like that kind of the tradition of culture is really kind of now falling on Bam from UD to Bam.
3: It is, and I, I think that that's super cool to like see Bam become the next dude to take that on because he's kind of got. Well, I mean, like, let's just be honest. He's got a level of talent that Udonis Haslam just does not possess. So, like, Bam Adebayo, I think, can can transcend levels of the culture that UD can't necessarily from just a pure productivity perspective and an impact perspective. So I think it's cool that he can kind of be the – the guy that comes up through the mud improving himself and all that good stuff like UD was just talking about but also he's got the stripes of a lottery pick and and so he's kind of like a hybrid a little bit but i like that he wants to take on the challenge and all that um to me though like let's be honest like cuz christian hit on this thing about him being a coach and i think that it, it is a valid question to ask from a roster construction standpoint if you have a player that you literally know that you will not put in under any circumstance in any high leverage situation because there were opportunities to do so in this last playoff run and they didn't ever use him. So he's not on the table essentially is what that data tells us right like when you're short on assets in the front court or you're short on players in the front court, like, can you really afford to do that? So to me, it's not as much questioning them about keeping you D as the 15th man. It's about what the hell are y'all going to do up around the fourth or the fifth or the sixth man to figure this out and make it work or just prove me wrong and shut me up as the season starts. And maybe Jimmy at the four is the new thing. And I'm just late to the party, but like, that's where I, like, so Christian, I feel you, man. Like, I understand where you're coming from. To me, I trust them to figure it out, but th- it's incumbent on them to figure some shit out.
4: Yeah, no, I mean, and like I said, it's, it's become an, a point of conversation every season now for the last probably half decade. So it's just interesting. Now we've definitely heard a lot of different perspectives on the topic, especially like within the organization, or maybe guys that were in the organization. And there's a lot of viewpoints that to lend to something that we just can't grasp tangibly, and that makes it a harder conversation to have.
1: I just, I, I think it's kind of a tired conversation because when they had bodies that didn't work, they didn't go to their bench. I mean, Duncan couldn't even see the floor. You know what I mean? It's like, true. so wrote we're wrote talking about guys they trusted, right? 15th men. Like, who are they going to find when they wouldn't put the guy that they gave a ton of money to? So, like for me, I'm like. I understand that. Yeah, of course. I mean, I don't think anybody would argue that logistically for the Encore product is better to keep honest I don't think that. But I think that the argument is just institutionally it matters. And I think for a, for an organization that, and I think this part's not talked about enough, they had a bad rep. They had, had self-stained with LeBron leaving, Bosch's health crisis that was not played out very nicely publicly, and Dwayne leaving, and then them overcompensating and signing a bunch of for lack of a better word kind of loons to you know four year contracts and they were stuck and it was bad and they you know zach Lowe called them the bleakest situation in the nba and they they had a problem where they looked cutthroat and they did not give Dwayne the kobe contract everybody made fun of the lakers for giving them the kobe contract people still people go to the lakers because they take care of their stars and i think I think there was a shift in the organization and how they viewed things and I don't think that pre Dwayne leaving they would probably allow they would probably keep doing this dance with Udonis But I think they understand that when they talk about family and culture They never put their money where their mouth was when rubber hit the road And I do think that they just decided okay. Well, you know, we gotta we gotta practice what we preach we got to take care of our guys And I'm sure that, I mean, Udonis in in the bubble was a very vocal person that people listen to. You know what I mean? Like, that's a figure that whether you guys make fun of it, I'm sure a lot of his peers are like, that guy's 40 fucking years old, and he's out here working really hard, and they fucking respect that. What you got, Moose?
2: I'm just, I I don't want to cut you off. No, no, that was it. I'm so glad you said that because it's not only the Miami Heat players that listen when Udonis speaks. It's the entire league, okay? I think people outside, and I'm talking about fans now, I think fans outside of Miami don't understand exactly the reputation that Udonis has within the NBA amongst all players. Um, I think that this is, it's not going to be like a massive celebration retirement tour where he's going to get gifts and everything like Wade was. But he is going to get his flowers from the players on the court in every single stop. And I think there's something to that. And I think the Miami Heat understands that. And to your point, Gianni, yes, they've come a long way in making up their reputation. They're not going to fuck it up now at the very end with the guy that is the poster for your culture. Like it just I think it makes way too much sense for everybody for him to come back and finish strong.
1: Listen, we got the moment of Udonis wagging the finger at Dwight. Worth it. Worth it. Just worth it.
4: I it was, was going to say, Leif, you made a comment earlier that there's no real game situation where you can play Udonis. And that's not true because if you need a flagrant, that motherfucker's coming off the bench real quick. All right? And
2: you're getting this a shit true. ton of those. That's true. Do
3: you remember when he
4: played also- Dwight Howard in an NBA game
1: Like
3: not that long ago? <laughs> We we can underrate also the fact that Jimmy might have beat the shit out of Eric Spolstra right there on the bench. Oh hey, I I'm that's the other stuff. thing. Like that's added literally, value. Yeah, Spolstra literally. is a valuable asset. I think you the
2: fifteenth do... man on the floor is not gonna be able to keep Spo alive. Udonis is the only one with that. That fifteenth man I mean, has to make a
1: choice. Truth. Do they go against the superstar or the coach? I think both are bad answers. <laughs> Imagine you're you know, last guy superstar. on the bench, I don't know, smart or whoever, uh Poor guy making these tough decisions. They didn't even play Mario Chalmers. They signed Mario Chalmers and didn't even play him.
2: Don't, they oh, don't, that was a whole... They family. don't play
1: 15th that, men. Yeah, Leaf. whatever happened... Do you know what happened with that? Did he know that he wasn't going to play?
2: That was all PR.
3: No. Well, I don't know about that. I, I think that it was really bad timing. There was some, like, schedule stuff that got weird. But that was what I heard. And... You know, that was a long time. That might've been like one
1: of the happiest days in like the last three seasons as a heat fan. I was, we did, we did an emergency podcast and we were basically throwing confetti for an hour. It was so fun. Um,
3: speaking, speaking of fun and confetti and doing emergency podcasts, you just mentioned that era where the heat just like kind of stumbled through a five-year stretch Miami heat beat. We made it through all of those years. Those are our best years. Content, so like, respect it.
1: Justice, better is an institution. You may not like it, but it was a fucking institution. It was,
4: was polarizing. Like our, the best thing we ever did because of how angry it made everyone. That's how I. You either loved it or you good, hated it. You know,
1: it was. It, it was <laughs> no. Nobody was ambivalent. It's got
2: the drip drop effect. I know. I know <laughs> all <laughs> what you're talking about, baby. Gotta <laughs> hit <him>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I can't wait for us Listen, to do the hotties. love and
2: hate. Those are the two emotions you want to elicit.
1: I can't wait for us to do the Hotties <laughs> and Nikias to win best drip drop. Uh, oh media God. mogul Nikias. Don't, don't, don't even get best, started. Really though, yo,
2: best drip drop category. Shout out to Cal
1: on. AU in the chat for the Prime sub. If you don't know, if you are watching on Twitch, uh, if you have Amazon Prime, you have a free subscription. It means no commercials, and you give us uh, money courtesy of Jeff Bezos. So uh, link is in chat. Uh, gaming.amazon.com click link and uh, log in with your uh, amazon account and uh, it gives us money and you don't have to pay a thing you get one of those every month so appreciate you guys chad is also saying brass's kid is going to win best strip drop you are absolutely correct
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed
1: Uh, Skinny McGee and Chat says, it's a favorite,
2: it's a favorite, betting favorite.
1: <laughs> Skinny McGee, shout out to uh shout out to Slim. Asked in chat, Eric Reed asked me what it meant. Just as better, he did not react positively, but he did use it in game. He did use it in game. He did. That was that <laughs> might have been one of the greatest heat beat <laughs> moments ever. That a mechanic. Okay. We listen. I was, was going to say, say mechanic is the, up there. The it's a the mechanic, mechanic by a mile. of
4: how much. The Heat are using that now. Yes. It's hilarious. Yes. I was
1: at I was at the arena for uh, the Oladipo game, the the first game Depot was back. Uh, I was with a friend and I I had met up with Alex at halftime, Alex Toledo of uh, of Five on the Floor, and we were we were talking in the concourse, and I I, I we, we were kind of talking through the third quarter and then we're like, all right, let's go back. And so the third had just started. I think Deadman had started the half. And then Deadman scored and I could not believe it because behind him was a giant screen and they just flashed mechanic imagery. And I go, this <laughs> this is not this is not happening. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Ira interviewed me about it and Ira's like, I've never seen the team just take on a third party
3: nickname like this. And Mc- he, he, he and so I was right. I've the Heat don't sure do that. Exactly, they're straight right. legs exactly. Yo, yo, they still ain't really like doing the no ceiling thing. So you're right. Like they it don't it do very it. Very rare. But right, Deadman loves right. it. Deadman,
1: we sent him a bunch of shirts and like bibs, and he wears well, them and posts and the them on jersey. Instagram. Yeah, the jersey. The jersey. Shout jersey. out to Casey. He, he
2: came on the hobby Awards. Won. Like he fully embraced he, it. He was
1: excited. He's like, "What award did I win?" I mean, listen. Deadman is important for content here, but you know it's just crazy that they just ran with the name. It's just a funny the moment. Great in tradable history.
3: contract too.
1: Oh no, for us, I mean that's Listen. always the most important signing. I mean, you know, Leif commissioning emotes is expensive. If you're in chat, flash the flash the Deadman emotes. You know, it's not cheap to have an artist draw that. If he leaves, we got We can't we can't keep him. You know what I mean? It's, it's expensive. <laughs> it's an investment. <clears throat> All right, so Leif had mentioned at the top of the show. You know, Udasis is a power forward. Right. And uh, and and, you know, we talked about who's who's uh, who's BAM's perfect front port partner who has been saying what for years. And that's a question that we've had a lot on the show. And I think we've exhausted a lot of the conversation. And I think at the end of the day, it's going to be a lot of things. It's going to be some Caleb, some Jimmy. But something that we haven't talked too much on this podcast is because I'm I'm pretty against it. It's kind of two bigs playing together. I'm pretty out on it. And uh, shout out to Dr. Dolphan for the prime sub. Christian and I have been going back and forth in our group chat about this, right, Chris?
4: I mean, not just us, Alf too. He's super annoyed. Alf is with it. me.
1: You have Siobhan. I have Alf, and and we are at war. And I don't think that that's gonna work. I don't think that Bam and Yurt specifically is gonna work. And Christian believes otherwise. So Christian and I were announcing this on the podcast. So I want we're gonna we'll do like fucking weekly check ins and shit. Christian and I have a $1,000 bet.
2: Whoa.
1: $1,000? The bet is if Bam and Yurt are positive net rating on the year, by the end of the season, I win. If if they're negative, I win. And if they're positive, Chris wins. A minimum 100 minutes, which we're going to get into how possible is that or not. And uh, for a while, I said I, I, a couple weeks ago, Chris. I said, "I because you were just fucking." I don't. I haven't been online very much. You were just kind of ripping off about Bam and you. And I go, Chris, you don't believe this. I go, I'll bet you a thousand dollars that they're not going to be positive. And Chris goes, "No way, I'm not going to do that." And I go, "Exactly." Then I come back a week later. I Go, you didn't want to fucking bet a thousand dollars. You're
4: still running your mouth. Yeah, for your sake. Yeah, and then know? Chris is like, yeah.
1: "For your sake." And then so this is Chris. This is our deal. We're making this. Official, I'm I'm virtually shaking your hand on the on air. Chat says I can buy a new HDMI cable with it. So, uh, you want to? I want to get into your why you think it's gonna work. Let Let's hear it. Why do you think that Bam and Yurt is uh is a possibility?
4: I mean, what the fuck are the he gonna do with the four right now?
3: (laughs) I mean, that's a good ass (laughs) point. (laughs) Boom.
4: (laughs) I mean, okay sure like i i initially when you know when they first re-signed caleb i was like okay yeah sure you could play caleb i i genuinely think that could work i don't think it's going to work as good as pj i don't think he's a strong which is kind of what you're going to need to have in that position like yeah he's a really good defender and he's a tenacious defender but but what happens in bigger matchups where he's you know having to check a guy like al horford or something like that or having to deal with him on the boards or something like that like that I don't know how tenable that is so then you know you start thinking a little bit more outside the box you know I mean we've all been watching all the clips of Bam this summer he's very clearly focused on a couple of things which is one of the things that we saw a lot of towards the end of the playoffs last year which is having the ball in his damn hands. So if he's got the ball in his hands, it really doesn't matter if he's playing with another big as hell. You can have him come over and set a screen, which is a gnarly pick and roll to deal with. And theoretically, in that kind of situation, the Heat are most likely going to have three other people that are shooting on the perimeter, which is going to give them some space. And then Yurt is a massive roll option. And I mean, Gianni, for the love of God, you are the one ringing the bells about how skinny Kyle is going to dominate the league next season. Kyle's one of the best lob throwers in the league, and Yurt is literally just... Fingers by the rim constantly, like,
1: very soft hands too.
4: It's easy buckets, and Yurt was showing better touches the season went on. And the thing that I can't, that I cannot stress enough, because I care more about defense than offense always. And Yurt, despite like there were many times last season that he visibly looked a step slow behind, maybe a little confused about what he was supposed to be doing. But despite all of those hiccups and roadblocks. He was still a net positive defender in almost every fucking scenario, every fucking scenario, just because of his size, just because of his ability to impact the rim and rebound. His rebounding is insane. You're going to be a top tier rebounding league and be a solid defensive team. You can have a whack offense, which is very likely, and you're still going to be a fucking problem.
2: You're gonna lose so much money, Jesus! I'm not. I, I, Leif, <laughs> you're, you're laughing. Chris you're just, you're laughing but me,
3: dog. I damn, it's like, offensively.
4: I think on uh, defense, uh, it could be a, it definitely could be a problem, and and it very or, well but, likely will be a problem in the beginning. But I think, especially, I really do believe one of those two, either Bam or Yurt, they're gonna have them make it a point to space a little bit next season, and then let's see how
2: it looks. I mean, they have
4: to. Let's see how it looks. What are you gonna say, Leif? I was gonna
3: say one. Um, I think that y'all mentioned a qualifier, right? That w- that went quickly. So I just want to make sure that, that was minutes. clear. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if i heard minutes. it either. Um, I just want to make sh- just clarify for me. Does Pat Riley report to Eric Spolstra or does Eric Spolstra report to Pat Riley?
0: <laughs>
3: I think Spo does whatever he I, wants. I know I know where you're going with this. I think because... Spo does I think
1: I think Pat makes suggestions and Spo does what Spo wants. That's now true. whether I, agents I I make phone <laughs> calls to the to the front office and say hey my my guy's not playing enough that becomes different but i think does t- you, you you
3: you answered it too long um the the short answer is pat's gonna say play those two dudes together for 101 minutes do <laughs> you understand this me there was this We're send him this no but no, 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 for real 100%. no not the 101 thing but truthfully i think that they're going to explore it i don't think that that's far-fetched i think yurt can shoot better than people give him credit for he has not got the opportunity he's been told not to shoot and i think that he'll get the chance to maybe do that a little bit more i could almost see him taking a a long distance three maybe before bam does next season that's another interesting little bet um But I think that they're going to give it a shot. I don't know that it's going to work defensively. I don't know that it's going to work late in the playoffs. But I just keep coming back to this. When they had P.J. Tucker, I still felt like it was a small team. Like they needed to get bigger this offseason with P.J. Tucker. Well, now P.J. Tucker is gone, and they did not add anyone of significance with size. So to me, like at some point, they're going to have to look that in the face, that they're just not big enough. Moose, what you got?
2: I think something that's not being brought up enough, and and first of all, I agree with every point that you guys have made. I think the opportunity is going to be there for him to be as impactful as he can be in the second year. But the second year, that's what I think is not being mentioned enough. Spo has way more confidence when he's with a guy for a second year seeing them all summer long, okay? That second-year jump when you're in the Heat culture it's significant we saw it with streus we saw it with tyler we i think we're gonna see it now yeah. with oh, with omer i think him having the opportunity and also being with this system for a whole year and a summer spending it with ud we know he's been spending a lot of time with ud this offseason i really think we're gonna see a different player a mo- not a more complete player but just a more comfortable player on the floor, and I think that's going to make a world of a difference. And again, all of the opportunity is there for him to play alongside Bam. It it should work, so and I think this team needs to s- at least give it a reasonable chance to work.
1: He's a sixty six percent free throw shooter, so like I don't expect him to make like a huge shooting leap like from next season to like to now. Like I'm sure that like it'll come. Like probably he'll work on it, but I, I don't I don't expect that next season. I'm not worried about it on defense because I, I think defensively it it's it's I think it's kinda simplified. You just play really high up on pick and roll with your he's gonna get put in actions and you just kind of him and the guard or him and the wing kind of push up and you have Bam kinda scramble behind the defense with Jimmy, you know, they'll probably keep Jimmy at the nail and then they'll have Bam kinda scramble and help and then that that'll be good. I mean that'll they'll probably force a turn All turnovers. I'm sure that they'll trap. They'll do a lot of creative things on defense. I'm not so worried about on defense because you can simplify it for your If you're going to play him with Bam, because you could just have Bam and Jimmy scramble behind him. Now, my issue is on offense, and it kind of makes me wonder how often they can even play him with Jimmy, which kind of makes the defensive viability a little more difficult because now probably you have to compensate with more shooting. So now Max and Duncan might be playing or Tyler or whatever. But, you know, if you play Jimmy, Yurt and Bam together, you know, those are three non-shooters. Right. And I just don't think that Bam's gonna walk into the league. even if he starts taking them and makes them at a decent rate, I just don't think he's gonna be I just don't think he's gonna be guarded. I think teams are gonna let him take them and it's just ultimately a net negative for your offense. And I think if you're a team like Miami, who they they don't have like Jimmy can do it, but like Jimmy can't do it for eighty two. Right? Like Jimmy cannot hub an offense as like this Dwayne Wade level score. I think he could do it for sixteen. And you bring in Jimmy to win you 16 games. But for 82, and that's an ask at his age as well. Same with Kyle, same with everything. So you got to make the offense as easy as possible because you have so many plus and smart defenders that you can kind of work that around. So my thing is more on offense. And I don't think they should be making their life harder on offense. I think going smaller and you can, it's not a great answer because, you know, Leif is right. Like, you know, at times they were small. I don't really think that ever was the issue with them. I think it was their shooting and their offense, their defense was never an issue because, again, the Boston series really changed when they decided to drop. They said, okay, well, you know, you're not hitting your shots, so we're just going to drop Horford on all your pick and rolls, and Rob Williams is not going to guard PJ in the corner or on the wing anymore, so he's just going to come, you know, Horford's sinking, you know, Rob is is coming in as well, so now when you're bam rolling, you roll into two big dudes, and Max and Tyler and, and, and Duncan can't hit anything. And it's just Jimmy or Bus at that point. So you can't make your offense more difficult. And I guess that's kind of, Chris, that's where I am. I, I just don't trust it offensively.
4: But you see, Gianni, I think part of the thing, and maybe I think we're starting to lose sight of some of the like, older principles in basketball. Like There's so much focus on continuing to run this offense that the Heat have kind of been manufacturing because they don't really have like a premier playmaker. I mean, they I would say that Kyle is actually a premier playmaker. Damn. So they do have one now. But like for a while, they really didn't, you know. Um, they don't have a guy that nice can, can get north and south. Too, but Johnny, they have size. They can actually try to exploit mismatches, which is something they have not been able to do in a long time because they have always been the undersized team. So it's like, but mismatches, I, I, and, mismatches and, and where? I mean, specifically in the post area. With Yurt, like, like Yurt so, showed a willingness to pass out of the post. You know, it's nineteen ninety-seven, baby. Like,
2: exactly, in and out game. <laughs> if, if, if you, if, if you, Kyle
4: can entry pass a small team, dude, and York can make some ent- and Kyle makes some entry passes to York. He's getting a few easy layups, and all of a sudden they got to start sending a body to get the ball out of his hands. Things change a lot quickly. They just haven't had anybody. The help's to...
1: easy, Chris. Like and
4: beyond that, playing with a bigger player gives Bam an opportunity sometimes to hunt mismatches in a way that he'd he's bad at it at though he's bad at it he's like, bad at it. that's at, at, one of the things that i would hope if he's got the ball in his hands more he'll grow with you know that's something he needs he needs practice on because he hasn't really done it
1: i just don't think that they're in like the business of like we gotta practice this like they gotta they gotta they kind of gotta know you know what i mean so
3: that's why they have to make a trade like let's just cut the oh bullshit. i mean we are just <laughs> that that's where <laughs> this ends you know yeah, what i'd mean? I'd, I'd rather what i rather for are.
2: Gianni's
4: sake you know they just crazy <laughs> it so
2: that but that's, that's actually what I wanted to ask. I know that you had mentioned there was a qualifier there um, that he has to be on the team past January. Yeah, because... I that's, mean, especially... that's where I struggle, because if I'm a betting man, I don't see him on this team past January. No, time. it's just like, obviously, Wait, Why, if why he's not? traded before the end of January... It's I, I don't it. think the team that we see at the start of the regular season is the team that we're going to see at the start of the new year. Does anybody want him? expect? I fully expect a trade for KD, and I'm going to tell you why. There was a reason... That Udonis Haslam chose, let me ask you something. His best friend, Dwayne, he has a media empire, right? Uh, LeBron James, another media empire. But Udonis Haslam went to the boardroom with his decision. (laughs) Why was that? I like the shop. <laughs> I, I personally maybe, like the shop. I'm running with it. Maybe he's been token up with his boy KD, talking about the situation, being like, listen, until we know what's going on with you, I can't get my money. Now that we know that we got to wait till December, I'm signing this deal. I'll give you this exclusive interview, and I'll see you in January. Omer will probably be shipped to Brooklyn. Or what? Wherever. What if it was just like I a, just don't a coastal see KD staying with the Nets all year long, but I do see him staying to start the season. I really do.
1: Shout out to Ryan Sprovero uh, for 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 subbing with Prime. I think we had another sub, but Prime. oh yeah, Dolphin Dolphin. Uh, dude, I, I, are we sure that this isn't? Because I'm i personally I like to shop more than the boardroom. I don't know how y'all. I don't know where y'all are on that. Yo, LeBron fake laughs on the shop so much. It's, it's fucking hilarious.
3: That yeah, man. No, and... I, I've watched the shop more than boardroom, but I probably need to catch up on the other one. <laughs> I didn't know <laughs>
2: about the boardroom until they announced Udonis Haslam. I knew return. about it. because Okay, <laughs> I'm
3: going to be honest. Me too. I, I, mean, uh, <laughs> I knew I, about I, it because I'm trying kind to of be more I, modest than that. I, <laughs> I was I've full only of shit. ever
4: seen clips, but... It seems like one of the trends that people have been talking about from LeBron kind of being more open about speaking freely, like in in a media, you know, in a type setting where people are going to see it. Is that he seems to lie just like for sport for some time. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> like, it's the he's, best. He's seen he every spins, movie, read like, every like. book. Uh, the, ma- oh yeah, the The, the Malcolm X biography. On the first page. Like. Chris, oh, Chris,
1: you've seen the Malcolm X video, right? Where he's he's being asked about the Malcolm X biography that he's holding. Oh, it's cringe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cannot answer. Cannot There's answer. So many a great parts.
4: I, I can't. I can't really name yeah. a, a certain one. No, I've so seen good. it though. I've seen
2: it. It's great.
3: <laughs> nah, but if he getting Jay-Z in a barber chair, I'm watching it. So that's just my scene. that's the threshold for me. That's
4: yeah. just, like that's why it's just ridiculous that LeBron left. He belongs in Miami. Miami's a city filled with people that love to embellish. Like, oh, we love He belongs it. here. LeBron <laughs> belongs here too.
1: What Fig says in chat says LeBron predicted the Kobe 81 game. I have seen, have you guys seen that clip?
4: Yeah. Oh, that clip. <laughs> I've, seen, I've <laughs> seen that clip about
1: Lave your mate. Yeah, LeBron's like. You know, I, I was watching and I was like, "Man, he going, he going for sixty today." No, and then he's like, yeah. and then when he got to fifty, I was like, "Man, he's going for eighty.
2: <laughs> yep,
1: <laughs> I was like, oh. "Word!"
3: I love that guy. He and Skip Bayless are kin. I like that he curses more on that show. It's little stuff like that that I find cool these days because. There was so long where all your favorite basketball players had to be like so careful with what they said. And like the first time I heard a Heat player curse in a press conference, because I know how they operate, they probably all were like, you know, (laughs) Jimmy gonna say what the hell Jimmy wants to say. Beasley would um, too. I to know who it was. Truthfully, I think. Uh, no, Shaq might have snuck one in, but it was very playful. Jimmy was the first one to like openly just F-bomb press Well, J- Jimmy was right? just
2: like letting it fly letting from it fly. I know, know that Heat
1: weren't really happy when players would drop F-bombs because in the locker room you're not allowed to take pictures, but you are allowed to take video. So like if you take video <laughs> and, and like someone drops an F-bomb, like they're not – I understand like they want to protect the image of the players, but I know that, that they're not particularly fond of players doing that around live cameras.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's a Which is funny be because, I mean, like, you know, know but, it you know, With I get the it. the
4: demographic that leads basketball. I would think that kind of stuff would actually make them more popular. But what do I know? Like... They're very
1: straight laced, Chris. You know, you know, they're, they're straight laced. They've loosened up. Like, we I, talk I, about I all the culture stuff. Relaxing, they have locked sure. on heat and Meteor Row. Of course they've loosened up. They have... David, reveal. they have podcasts. Dog, why? Why? why I, do love you I, you
3: love I love
1: David. I love David. I was just DMing he's with gonna
4: sneak up right I love David. You. David's he's, my gonna guy. I he's, yeah. he's, he's gonna be right behind you. I went to. No, but,
1: I, I go to. I go to their watch parties. No, David's my guy. No,
3: it was just like for real. The, though the
4: fact Jimmy that they have Kyle, podcasts,
3: they have no. And I know where you're going. I don't mean to interrupt, but I'm going to go. Go. Jimmy and Kyle. Have been given the most relaxed version of this is the Heat culture rule book than any players that have ever came to Miami, including all of the big three. But they're
1: adults too. It's it's different. Like LeBron came here as like you know a a young man who kind of was his own boss, and I think Kyle and Jimmy. I don't think you ever have to question is Jimmy doing enough to win, or is Jimmy gonna not? And Kyle is like Kyle's Kyle's the adult in the room, and even their young guys. Like you know, Duncan and and I mean maybe Tyler I, I would be a little concerned about but like you know Duncan and Max and you know um you know uh, uh, even Yurt, uh, guys like that are, are like and Bam Bam's like the most professional you know so like I don't think they have to worry about
2: oh. their guys. But but to be fair to those guys though I mean completely different scenarios. You can't you can't even compare the media scrutiny and all that. That like the Big Three era Heat teams under True. compared to this Jimmy Butler team. They can't even get it's a fucking covered. Nationals it's... game. Nobody cares. It's covered completely differently. So, like, you know, you can't compare. It's not apples to apples in that sense.
1: Leif Cartigliana in chat makes a point. Birdman, question mark. I think Birdman
3: has cursed.
2: Uh, that, that's yeah, a good one. Birdman
3: a, Birdman's a wild card, man. That's a What good about
4: one. Eddie House?
3: I'm sure guys have cursed. What I mean to say is, like, a guy would yeah, openly Right, right. And, oh, like, oh, knowing, yeah. like, he's Where been told... Hey, we really would appreciate it if you didn't do that. And then he goes up there the next night and says the same shit again. Like that's what I mean specifically. Chris says Eddie
1: House, and I have two Eddie House memories. One is the big ball celebration in Oklahoma City. The other is reefer. for Austin slapping him upside the head. And one yeah. of my favorite clips of basketball ever. <laughs> Rafe for Austin just hitting the shit out of him. Uh what Fix says in chat says Max and Jimmy flipping the bird in games. That's true. Jimmy doing the sex motions, although he did get fined for that. That Jimmy's hilarious. Dude. Worth it. Jimmy might be he's the like funniest player in Heat
3: history. Right? I was gonna Duck say like is he's hilarious. Player. Ud's really funny too.
4: Yeah, Jimmy he, is really funny.
3: We underrated him when we were doing these rankings, but yeah, I, that's where we are in the. off. <laughs> damn. That's a that's <laughs> a good one. I wish we thought of that.
1: Guys. Damn it. Jay Rich was really funny too. I I love Josh. Um. Where, where's Where's Josh playing? Is he Is he a Celtic? No, is he a Mav? No, he's not a Mav anymore. I don't even know where Josh is. He
2: He was with the Celtics. Like this is who he played extension. for. He's gonna be on they who had signed he played for. Extension with the Celtics. I don't know if they traded him.
1: Shout out to Josh, man. Um, so yeah, I mean that's good that's good. kind of that's kind of their reality with their four and five situation, and and they're just gonna have to make a trade. And like, if I'm I'm pretty confident that they go into the season being like, eh, not perfect. We'll fix it at some point. Like they, I think that they're confident that at some point they're going to be able to fix it. I mean, they have, I think they have at least two tradable picks. Am I correct?
3: That sounds right.
1: I believe that they have two tradable picks and I think they can free up another one if Sam Presti wants to play ball. No, they already freed that one up. They freed that one up last trade deadline.
3: Uh, This is where I'm at. You guys are going to be surprised by this. And I haven't really even said this publicly and not on five on the floor yet. Um, (laughs) I'm kind of worried about this team. I'm gonna be honest. Really? Like if we, yes, uh, I think that they are a team that if they start the season and they're not playing well, it does. It's not good. It's just not. It's not going to be a situation. This is just my opinion, and y'all can clip this and then play it later. Um, it's all good. Like I just feel like they're not the type of team that's going to come like this entire off season. Half the roster has been in trade rumor. They're (laughs) going to come back. And if they struggle losing PJ, not getting anybody getting as far as they did, I just have a feeling eventually that like they just, I don't know. I I don't get a good vibe. That's just my intuitive feeling. Say that I'm fucking wrong when the time comes. That's all good. But so hopefully they start out good. I just don't like like the idea of like a, like a 10 and 12 type of start. Mm. I actually
1: kind of think, that they're gonna be good early on because of the continuity and because out of playing, I think Jimmy at the four is like. I mean, listen, their most successful playoff minutes were Jimmy at the four, right? Like, I, I think that is their best lineup. Whether you should do that for eighty-two is a conversation. I don't know if you could do that for eighty-two. That's the thing. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm concerned in the long term of like these dudes breaking down. But I'm actually like pretty like fine like with their start because like they're gonna come out firing. And I think I like maybe you can speak more of this. I don't know if they feel maybe, maybe this is just a fan narrative, but like you, you get the sense of like they're a little disrespected at the lack of national attention. I'm sure that these dudes don't want to play on Christmas or anything, but just a lot. I mean, like the fact that the Sixers, who they beat and thoroughly actually like straight up embarrassed on television, get like twice as many national games as them when they're like what they added, the, the, what they added our, our leftovers. And now all of a sudden, like they're the fucking talk of the town. I mean, get 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 over it.
3: Yeah, I I don't know, man. There's just like, why why does Tyler not have his extension? If we like our team, if if we love this group, why is he not extended? Oh, because the cap is difficult. JD. Why would why would you not? And I understand the trust me, I'm asking. No, like, I know I'm you're asking, more. but yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I see these questions. <laughs> but like, here's the other one. Like, they have an obvious hole in the front court. You can't like. Like, stop it. Like, the cool thing about the Heat being so good for so long is we have smart fans now. And they know that you don't have the fr- the right piece in the front court. They don't have a four. So like, they don't. It they doesn't don't exist. They don't have one. Correct. So, like, he just came back. Word up. Yeah. He's a five. So, like, all I'm saying is G may be right. And if they weather that early storm, get off to a good start, build a cushion, can afford a losing streak here or there until they can strike and get that front court help. Awesome. I've seen it happen a million times. I'm not panicking. I'm just saying that th- I don't think this is gonna be the type of group that rebounds from that type of start based off of what's taking place this offseason. That's just how I feel. I,
2: I'm just these guys say, feel I like
3: they were getting traded. Like, don't don't. Don't. I don't we I all don't did. totally
2: disagree. Yeah, I don't totally disagree with you, Leif. I don't I think there's a lot of guys coming into this season, Tyler being one of them, not really sure where they stand with the Miami Heat moving forward, and that's going to play a role at the start of the season. But again, it goes back to what I was saying earlier. I just fully expect a trade at some point. So like yeah, they might start off slow, but the reason I'm not freaking out yet is because I know that's not going to be the team that we're going to have post trade deadline. Once well I know what the actual team is, I'll have a better, you know, understanding of you know where we're going. But right now it feels like an incomplete team because it is until we make that inevitable trade. But the other thing was like, Leif,
1: what the fuck was there out there? Other than keeping PJ, which I, I don't maybe you can answer this more than I do. I, I think the PJ thing was a clear, like, well, this is our this is our salary cap line in the sand. And he's like Correct. crosses it and it's like, well, we tried like that was <laughs> that. That's it. You know, we're not going to, you know what I mean? So then at that point, like he once he's gone, you know, you kind of look around and you're like, what what is there? Like I had people in my mentions telling me like, oh, you know,
3: T.J. Warren. I was like the dude Jimmy wanted to kill. Dog. Like what? T.J. Tucker. And Jalen Brunson are the only two impact free agents that change teams. I mean, are we gonna count the auto yeah. porters and be like they could have got auto porter to be the starting four? Like, stop it. Auto like, went for that's money. That's not gonna win. Auto went for like, money stop that stop they didn't have. TJ Warren, like this, this is garbage. This is fodder. This is not like when you're this close to a championship, it is highly risky to not plug that spot. And that's like kind of what's the what doesn't sit well about to me about this off season is that they're so close dog. Like they were one shot away, but like, I know that everyone will say uh, one shot away. Bullshit. But Leif, like they, they were one really shot were away, away when everything earth.
1: went wrong for them.
3: Correct. That's yes. what I'm saying. So like, to me, like to, to not go all in on that at some point and to show it by, Cashing in whatever assets you have to have the best roster possible. I just have never seen the Heat not operate like that. So, to Moose's point, I'm just kind of waiting for the trade, hoping for the trade.
1: If they, I think if Bam plays at a level that we think he's a reasonable level, which he's capable of, and if Kyle has a better season than he did last season, particularly shooting the ball, and I, if Kyle plays how we did the second half of the regular season, and if bam takes a step that we think he can take i think jimmy is jimmy and i think that's just enough to get you a 3 or 4 seed just based off that talent and you're just going to grit your way you're going to you're going to have a max struze game here and there they're going to they're going to find their way to a home seed if those other things go if those other two things go their way and then it just becomes like okay well what's available how many picks can we free up and how much salary can we put together and you know, I, I did think it was funny that Tyler's like, yeah, we all, we wanted to run it back. I'm like, oh, motherfucker, I'm sure you did. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure you didn't want to go live in Utah. <laughs> For
2: real.
3: Yo, like, on that Miami Pro-Am stuff, did y'all see when they were saying, let's go heat, when De- Donovan Mitchell's at the free throw line and Bam Adebayo was in the second box and he's like... <laughs> louder! Like, he way way to go, out, everyone. Yeah, like well done. Y'all can't see me, but my arms are going louder, louder, like on some uh, hey-ho, like... Uh, Bernie out here. Shit. Like, yeah. So for real, like, Bam knows it. Tyler knows it. Like, do you think Jimmy and, and Kevin Durant haven't had any conversations this entire summer? Like, so that's why. Like, there's a part of this that feels very much like cut the shit. Like, mm-hmm. just what? And so, but the the caveat is, if a deal, if there's not a deal to be made, they gotta have this team back. So it's just that entire dynamic. I feel like you have. The potential for some nasty shit to wash up on shore. That's all. I'm
1: Leif, that. real quick, uh, wait, have feel. T- two more things, and we'll get out of here. If they get Harrison Barnes for Duncan
3: and stuff, does that Are make we them? A t- the does that, that? I, I
1: that, love that, Harrison. That's the title.
3: Uh, we, we the parade. Does it go all the way down Biscayne to Steve's or no? Oh no! All all the way to Steve's no, it's Pizza. Gonna, baby. It's I, gonna, all, all the way to we're Steve's. We're gonna make pizza. sure it does.
1: All the way to Steve's Pizza. <laughs> I I can't say Zerina anymore because everyone got mad at me after they lost that one game, but. You know, I still want to float. Um, I, I think that's the best. And I know that everyone's going to make fun of me. and The authority chat's like telling me to let it go. I just don't really know who's more perfect. And his contract expires when Jimmy's... I'm actually okay if overpay. I, I think if they overpay for Barnes, I actually think it's okay. Because I think that they're so close. Like a guy... I, mean, I don't you know say, who's better theoretically than that.
2: But when you say overpay, are you saying like throw in... No, it's Tyler? like the draft Roy, e- the like, draft
1: equity that you'd have to give up, I think, would be the— I mean, that's really what. Can y'all is.
3: believe I told Christian he was crazy, that I didn't want to trade Tyler Hero for Tyrese Halliburton straight up? Can y'all believe that that's Did the you say deal that? I was on at one time? Yes. <laughs> Christian probably don't remember it. Sounds but like lessons.
2: a rational take to me. How <laughs> <a> one <long> time.
4: <laughs> I mean, look, the, the one thing I will say, though, especially about a trade like that one, like the Harrison Barnes one, I think the Heat, you guys made points kind of going both ways in terms of how this team's going to start next season. Continuity is a really good point for, the, for starting well, you know. But the other side of it, I feel like a, a lot of what made the Heat good last season is they had a lot of guys that really weren't on scouting reports. And that's going to change. Remember when Duncan really, really popped, you know, when people weren't really looking out for him. And look what the league did to him once he got that contract so the one thing i will say is that there is a logic to possibly looking at guys like Struess and gabe and stuff like that and considering to trade them for a piece that can help them win a title because i it's hard to imagine that they're going to take another leap forward next season you know if they play the same that would be amazing and the Heat should be super happy if that happens but it's just you know I feel like things are going to get tougher for them too.
1: I think Gabe's the guy that I would look forward to improve the most because I think he has a legitimate downhill game. I don't think he has the first step or the zip to get separation, but I think that like you can see the finishing. Like he, he he's ha- better than Van Vliet. Honestly, yeah. I mean, I'm like, not- Fred. I you know that I love Freddie. <laughs> Ooh,
4: that must have hurt.
1: Dog, and, oh, that had to You so know, oh, it's bad. true. It, I mean, and it's and it's funny because Fred's like a strong guy, but that man can't finish and they're. No- like that's something that i mean we know how good toronto is but that's going to be ultimately their ceiling and their limiter if if that guy if their main pick and roll downhill threat can't finish and like gabe can do it right and gabe can shoot and and gabe can do a lot Gabe's a little small but plays up defensively so uh that's going to be i think he's a guy that i think will will play better but a lot of questions to be answered in this next nba season we're coming up on it. it it's coming uh, this will be Woo. ten years for Miami Heapy, too. So give it up for that. I've talked about it a lot, man. Ten years strong. This will be our tenth season. Brian and I covering it, and as you see, you know people like Leif and and a bunch of great people that come through here, and also people like Moose, who we'd rather not. Talk. I'm kidding, <laughs> but
2: uh I'll, I'll, well, I'll be
3: on all throughout the season too oh man. yeah no we're up this partnership yeah. baby this is we'll be there they'll be here hangover times so we got to get baby. ethan on we're, we're gonna milk that one i gotta find a good <laughs> bit to do with ethan
1: uh speaking of bits to do um there is something i want to incorporate onto miami heat beats and it's something i'm springing on everybody right now i listen to a podcast called radio melee if anybody knows i love Super Smash Bros. Melee as an eSport. I play competitively. I love it. It's one of the most decorated and most interesting eSports around. It's really, really cool. You should check it out if you like the game. But uh, Radio Melee is is probably the best podcast going for that. And they do something called the Community Voice at the end of every episode, where every episode they have a guest on, and they ask the guest to ask the community a question. And then the next guest that comes on gets to answer that question and then ask their own question. So, I kind of wanted to do something like that. And I know that it's unfair. And Leif, you can start thinking about something you might want to ask Heat fans. And then everybody can write in, in the YouTube comments and we'll read them on air next game. And then we'll ask the next guest. And we kind of, I, I wanted to incorporate something like that because I, I really do like that. And it, it does give a nice thread between the episodes. And shout out to TOEF and, and PPMD because they do a great job with that. But. It's something that I've always wanted to do, and I just said, "Fuck it, we're having Leif on today." I kind of was 50-50 on if I wanted to do it, so I, I kind of want to do. We got to think of a name. So if you guys can think of uh, of a cool name to give this community voice, you know, hit us up in the comments. Tweet us at Mi Heat would Leif, what do you want? Is there what would you want to ask the audience, and then the next guest that comes on, like some, something that that uh, uh, an interesting question that you want people to think about?
3: Um, if you had to uh, attach ba- basically pick a hip hop song to represent Udonis Haslam in totality. I love and that. If you had to pick one, which one would it be? I love that.
1: All right. So you, you guys heard it. If you, you put that in the comments on YouTube, uh, tweet at us and we'll read them on air, uh, next episode. And we'll ask our next guest because we're going to be much guest heavier on Miami heat feet this season. Uh, what fix says. I main Fox. I used to main Roy, but I changed because I wanted to win games. I was a Roy main for like uh, seven okay. years. I I gave up to the meta. Fox is sick though. Uh, catch me at catch me at the local on Thursday at Seba, eight p.m. by Bird Road and eighty seventh. I'll, I'll see y'all there. I'll, I'll be out there playing my first tournament in a long time. But uh, Leif, my brother, I love you. Thank you so much for joining us. You got what do you got the plug over? What are you guys doing over there this week? Over there at Five Reasons.
3: Uh, we will have 595 episodes before four o'clock tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm I joking. need uh, I Sweatshop. No. You're, you're you're competing with the Deuces. The Deuces, listen, <laughs> they I, put out content they, too. Machines. I mean, and they don't even pay the producer. It's totally weird. I've, that, I've that, heard that horror operation. stories
1: about that, Leif. About yeah. what they do to the. I mean, it's it's an
3: it's, it's straight up embezzlement. But no, um, five on the floor. Obviously, check it out. We're gonna be doing some new stuff this year. Obviously, with Miami Heat beat. Uh, but also, some new faces that everybody hasn't seen for post game. I'm going to be hosting a lot of the post game shows for the Let's home go. game specifically because Ethan and the crew will be there covering the game. Locker rooms will be open. So, obviously, Ethan is like, peace out because I'm going to get <laughs> intel. I think Brady Hawk is going to become one of the most favorite players of Miami Heat fans. I'm just throwing that yeah. out there. But I'll be hosting a lot of the post game shows uh, on the Five Reason Sports YouTube channel. Uh, for the home home game so check me out there. Y'all know where to find me now. What the hell am I plugging? You know what you know where I'm not find. the plug. I'm not straight ri- no.
1: You know where to find the saucy nuggets. Uh stay tuned right here. Subscribe on Twitch, subscribe on YouTube, uh listen to the pod, rate and review. I think not enough. You know, like we're like not a. I mean we've been going on for a long time and you guys do not review us on iTunes enough. Just hit the little star button. Whatever you I'm not gonna tell you to do five stars. Whatever you feel is adequate, it helps us uh you know show us a love we love you guys answer the community voice we will see you guys hopefully next week i don't know i don't know we'll we'll see we'll, we'll play it by ear we love y'all peace